0: For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper.
1: Happy Saturday, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Richard Skipper Celebrates. Happy October! Can you believe it? I mean, the last three months of this year. Danny, my husband, it's our anniversary, uh, he said just a couple of days ago that when October rolls around, it's almost like the slippery slope. Uh, All of a sudden, it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, it's New Year's, and uh, God willing, uh, if everything goes according to plan, in February, as I turn 62, something else to celebrate, uh, Danny and I will be going to Africa with Lucy Arnaz on an African safari. Something I've always wanted to do and something that we decided to do a couple of years ago to celebrate my 60th birthday, but then a little thing called COVID reared its ugly head and delayed everything. But tonight, I'm so excited about tonight's show for a lot of reasons. Uh, and I'm gonna begin by making an acknowledgement uh, to Glenn Charlo. Glenn Charlo is my designer, he is my friend, and Glenn and I were talking a few days ago And uh, Suzanne LaRouche's name came up, and he said, you should have her on the show. And I said, I would love to have her on the show, but we haven't spoken in a few years. You see, I saw Suzanne LaRouche uh, when she appeared as Lucille Ball, speaking of Lucy, there's a connection, uh, a few years ago when she was performing at the Surflight Theater uh, in uh, New Jersey. We went to see her, and she was phenomenal. It was the closest I think that I will ever come to having uh, been in the presence of Lucille Ball. I came very close to seeing her once uh, when she was doing uh, a master class at the Paley Center in New York. But for some reason, I was not able to get there. But I saw this show and it was just uncanny uh, seeing her. But she's moved on. And a lot's happened in her life since then. We're going to talk about that. But there's another connection. Because when Danny and I went on our honeymoon, uh, we went to Hollywood. And there were a lot of events that we went to. But one particular night, we went to see Cortez Alexander, uh, who is one of my favorite entertainers. I'm going to bring up a photograph here. And we went, and here we are, with Barbara Brightman, uh, Jerry Jewell, and Susanna LaRouche. We all got together, and we had the most incredible night. And as I remove
0: this photograph, there she is on the other side. <laughs>
1: How are you, Suzanne?
0: Hello, Mr. Richard. I cannot. What an honor to be on your show.
1: It, well, it's an honor to be in your presence because I'm a huge fan of yours. Oh. You have covered so many, uh, well, I want to say, I was going to say so many grounds. <laughs> So much ground in this business um, that we are going to cover a lot tonight. But I begin by asking, who or what are you celebrating tonight?
0: I am celebrating cleaning my house this weekend. (laughs) We make house calls. (laughs) You know, that's funny you should say that, is that I actually do, because Uh, The reason why I need to clean my house this weekend is because last weekend, my daughter is about to give birth like any moment, like we could actually even get a call. Um, Oh, I hope it happens. I hope. Um, That would be great
1: on this show.
0: (laughs) My first granddaughter, I have two grandsons by her. And, uh, and so, you know, she's so pregnant. And so I went to her, you know, to spend time with her and the kids last weekend. And I just cleaned for her because she doesn't have the mobility right now to clean. So my house suffers. And so anyway, that's the quick story is, is why I need to clean my house. Uh, is this her third child? This is her third child. Yeah, Two boys, how old are the boys? Alexander is six. He'll be actually seven October uh, 20th. And then Jack uh, is a year and a half. So, wow. yes, yeah, she just gave birth to Jack last, uh, you know, a year ago, March. And uh, uh, she was she and her husband, Bernie, were back off to the races, really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, my sister and I are 13 months apart. So, ah. uh, I mean, there's an expression, it's called Irish twins. I yeah. don't know if you've ever heard that or not. Yeah. But um, I always used to say we were supposed to be twins, but I wanted to be a solo act. Uh, so <laughs> uh, the oldest grandson, is he aware of what's going on? Is he excited about the fact that
0: little sister's coming on the way? Oh, definitely. Definitely. He's, de- he's like a, a, a smart cookie, that guy. I mean, really mm-hmm. intelligent. You know, it's, he must have had a, a, a past life you know, very recently to be as smart as he is in my humble opinion. Uh, but he's with it and uh, looking forward to it and being a protective older brother. And, you know, uh, I think both of the boys are a little nervous about sharing mommy, but even more than they, they have already with each other. But, uh, you know, it'll play out. Lots of people have three children. <laughs>
1: Well, congratulations and it's all exciting. Um, there are other things that uh, are holidays on this day, believe it or not, it's National Astronomy Day. Uh, nice. So we've got a, a real star in our presence. Uh, so uh, that's exciting having you here. Um, it's also National Book it Day. And what this day was set up for Speaking of Children uh, to encourage young children to really pick up books to read. Uh, so I'd like to acknowledge two people um, Ruthie Darling. Do you know Ruthie Darling, Suzanne? I, I don't,
0: but I, I think her name is Darling.
1: Yeah, well, I'm gonna put you in touch with her because she's a friend of mine and she okay. writes the most incredible children's books. And then my friend Tesla Bella, who also has an incredible children's book, which is perfect for this time of year. It's called Mary Witchmas. And it's about a little witch who dreams of meeting Santa Claus, but Santa Claus refuses to answer her Christmas letters because he doesn't believe in witches. And it's an incredible children's story about belief and the things that we believe in. So it's National Book It Day. So encourage children to read books. Uh, It's very, very important. Uh, And it's also, believe it or not, uh, National CD Player Day. So I want to begin by asking, do you still have a CD player?
0: I I do not anymore. Mm-hmm. I have CDs for some reason. I never could part with them. Uh, so I kept my, I did part with some. I kept my favorites, the show tunes and this and that. But how about you? Do you still uh, have- I
1: have over, uh, are you ready? I have like 3,000 CDs. Oh, um, wow. I have, as a matter of fact, I'm going to give away eight CDs tonight. I'm actually giving them away. And the word tonight is cooperation. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. Um, And because I'm putting a little uh, package together for a winner tonight. Uh, And if you already have these CDs, um, they make great coasters. Did you know that?
0: (laughs) I was going to say, here's your prize, something that you can do nothing with. But but when you put it that way, you know, give me five. I yes. use them as coasters. Yes.
1: Yes. And speaking of CDs, um, you know, we'll acknowledge that today is Julie Andrews' birthday, who Ooh. we love. Uh, Mercury is going direct tomorrow. So if everything's been wonky and everything, uh, everything's going to go back. Um uh, Sherry Callahan from Myrtle Beach is celebrating that Hurricane Ian is gone. Uh, it went right through Myrtle Beach, which is my hometown. Oh, really? uh, so wow. uh, Glenn Sharlow says it's great to see you, uh, Suzanne. Uh, and uh, So let's jump in. You, when I, you know, I know your work as Lucy, and I know that there's so much more to your story. But I was really surprised to see that you started out as a child entertainer. So I'd like to start there and how that
0: began for you. Well, um, apparently I came out of the womb uh, singing and dancing uh, because my mother always described me being standing in front of the TV as a little baby uh, dancing and watching, uh, uh, you know, the entertainment on television. Uh, and yes, they did have television when I was little. So there. Um, and so she put me in, you know, dancing classes. She and my dad both worked at uh, Universal Studios uh, at the time. And uh, she put me in dancing lessons and then would, you know, have me perform in front of the family. And then at a studio uh, Christmas holiday, for, you know, where they, they I guess they produced this to have all the employees of Universal come and bring their families and everything. They had me dance. Uh, on stage in front of all of the, I was five, uh, in front of all the employees. And there was an agent in the audience and, you know, went to my mom, signed me. And so I was a child actor. I didn't do any, you know, I'm like the child actor that just missed all the big parts. You know, as a matter of fact, I I was up for um, the role uh, in Yours, Mine, and Ours with Lucille Ball. Uh, And Susie Capito Capito was my biggest, you know, uh, nemesis because we would always go out for the same start. Now, of course, Susie Capito, it was always Susie LaRouche and Susie Capito. Uh, Susie Capito turned out to be uh, Morgan Britt. Is that her name? Morgan, Morgan, anyway. Yeah, Morgan Brittany. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah. And so she got a lot of the roles. You know, it's like just missed it because it would be between the two of us and then the same thing with the sound of music uh angela cartwright beat me out so you know i did i did smaller things i had a com- co- few commercials i had you know i worked on a uh the Loretta young show and uh robert young had a, apparently i only did shows with people you know famous with the last name of young young <laughs> yeah <laughs> And uh, and then my mom put me in a performing troupe, you know, it was called the Silver Stars of Hollywood. And she would coach me and make my costumes and we would tour, you know, homes and hospitals and, and uh, veteran, you know, I remember, uh, I, that's one of my stories and I will be writing a book uh, is that I remember being on stage at uh, the veterans hospital I, down by uh, oh gosh, down by Olympic there. And I remember seeing Stan Laurel shuffling in the audience across the room. He was very, very old by then. Mm. And, but I recognized him. And, uh, you know, so I that was kind of how, how the, my career went as a, as a child. You know, I kept busy, but nothing huge to tell you. Well, I want to go
1: back to this. As a child actor and you're going to auditions, and uh, you know, the parents in this business, and you know, I had John Whitaker on uh, last week, uh, yeah. and I've had other child actors on the show, um, but uh, parents of child actors sometimes get a bad rap. Um, would you put your mom in the category of a stage mother um, in any, uh, on any level? Um, and I, there's a reason I'm asking this question. Um, because going to these auditions, was it fun for you or did you, were, did you feel disappointed when you didn't get those roles that you went after?
0: Well, I did. And, and, uh, cause I felt like I was letting my mom down because she would be so excited. And so she was a stage m- m- mother, you know, um, uh, she would, you know, of course, the parent always had to be there with you, you know. And I remember uh, I did a couple episodes of Dennis the Menace. And uh, and so that she she I remember she loved being there because the show was so popular at the time with Jay North and uh, those guys. Um, And I so I was disappointed and I knew that I I just felt like I was letting her down more than trying to be famous or you know, that that kind of feeling.
1: I well, um, ask, I mean, what does that do for a child in this business? I mean, when I was growing up in South Carolina, uh, begging my parents to go into this business um, and them saying, you know, this is a pipe dream, it'll never happen. Uh, but it was something that I just, I wanted it so badly. I, if I could have, I think I would have run away from home, that that's how much I wanted it. Uh, wow. But you're in the throes of it. And uh, if you feel that you're letting people down, like your mom, what does that do for your psyche at such a young age?
0: Well, I don't really remember being scarred or anything. You know, I was a pretty happy kid. Uh, You know, so there was always stuff to do and play with the neighborhood kids and go to school and, you know, all that stuff. I do remember being teased when one of my commercials was showing being teased on the, you know, on the playground, you know, oh, there's the star, you know, that type of thing. Um, And then, oh, here's, here's what I was going to say is that uh, I, my mom took me to the premiere of sound of music and it was at the, the synodome uh, in Hollywood. And is that what it's called? The synodome, you know, the big dome. Yeah. The synodome. Yeah. And And then when Angela Cartwright came on, you know, as one of the kids, she leaned over and said, that could have been you. I was like, oh, God. I
1: know. It it reminds me, I I, I was in the movie Longtime Companion. Uh, If you blink, you'll uh, you'll miss me. I'm seen jogging on the beach at the very beginning of the movie. Everyone do a freeze frame. Uh, But every scene that I was in in this movie was cut. And but when I went to see the movie, it's such a sad movie that I was crying so hysterically in the movie that my friend that I was with leaned over and said, don't worry, the next time all your scenes won't be cut. <laughs>
0: Thank you. So I know that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what are you well, going to do? But
1: as you're getting older, you go you you uh, go through that. Uh, awkward age, you become a teenager. Um, there comes a point in your life where you choose whether you want to stay in the business or not. What was it that
0: kept you in the business? You know, I, I don't think I, I I hope you understand this. I don't think I chose. I think I just had to, I was born to perform, if you will. Um, it's really what I feel, was my gift uh, to do. So I just always had to perform. And, um, you know, in high school, I started in the plays. Uh, and, uh, you know, I went, uh, you know, I became a, a dancer, a pretty proficient dancer right out of high school and uh, graduated top of my class in, in drama and dance. And toured, you know, in my early twenties, dancing, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of corporate shows, and this and that. And I just have always had to perform. It's just mm-hmm. something that it's like I have no choice in. I mean, it's my personality. Mm-hmm. It's who I am. It's who. It's how I was made. Um, and so it I'm just
1: trust me. I and that's why
0: I have no money because.
1: <laughs> welcome to my world folks
0: <laughs> because i had to perform and it didn't always pay you know it didn't always pay that well but i was happy i was performing you know Isn't um
1: the thing that that we go after this you know uh I, I, you just summed it all up right there it chooses us we are uh, compelled into this why else would we put ourselves
0: through this I think it's true and uh, it's it's just part of who we are and our makeup and, you know, as well as putting on a lot of makeup, uh, you know, all that stuff.
1: <laughs> um, out of you know, you've done uh, both film, television uh, and stage work. Uh, is there one particular area, I, I know the, the love of performing is all there, but is there one particular area that you love the most?
0: that I love the most? Um, I think, well, theater, I do love being on stage. I mean, in, you know, I did, I did a, a few guest stars, uh, on some sitcoms and this and that, designing women and night court and that type of thing. But, um, I, I just really feel at home on a stage more than on camera. Uh, and, you know, because you can express yourself fully in a character every night, whether you're singing or dancing or uh, portraying someone's life, as you know that I did. And thank you for those kind words about my performances as, as it, that you saw uh, in um, Thank You for Asking, the show I did about the older Lucy, because that meant a lot to me. And and it was important to me at the time that I really captured the older Lucy. I studied her
1: well. Look lot. At this. Uh, well, there we are. <laughs> there, there, there we are. And, you know, I found these photographs today as I was uh, looking at just amazing, just yeah. an amazing oh, okay. uh, performance. Um, but before we get there, because okay. uh, you. did I jump? No, no. It's our show. No, it's our show. But I definitely want to get there. You uh, started doing other impressions. Uh, as, uh, as a result. Um, when did you discover. Or how did you discover. That you were able to embody. Mae West for example. Uh, Lucille Ball. Uh, how did you discover. That you were able to embody. These personalities. And of course. You and I have a similar trajectory. Those who know. Know that for 20 years. I performed as Carol Channing. yeah, um, And it took me. In a down a path that I never would have dreamed of. Um, and I'm sure that the same thing happened with you as Lucille Ball. Um, and, but how did you discover that you could embody these people and that they could embody you?
0: You know, it, it does ha- help that you have a good eye for observe observing and imitating. Um, and so I would approach, well, first of all, I was at Universal Studios Hollywood. I got a, a summer job there doing a, a can-can girl and you know, she was very French and then we had the whole can-can summer. And uh, you know, I played the madam. And so, you know, it was uh, there and it was wonderful. I really loved being a park performer because every time I went out on in in the park, You know, I could make up my own show, and you know, get get people to watch me, and uh, so on and so forth. So it was it was there that I saw and became captivated with the other actors that were doing the movie stars. You know, they I would watch the gal doing Marilyn Monroe. I would watch the the guy doing Groucho, and you know, uh, this and that. So, uh, and so when I got wind that you know, they needed another Marilyn. I just immersed myself in, in Marilyn and, you know, watched all her work. I, li- I like to, and and so should every actor that is going to uh, portray a, a legend. Uh, read all about them, you know, read about their life, read about their quirks, you know, read about what people said about them that knew them, and, you know. So, uh, and then studied the makeup and, uh, and to get it right. And then there was learning how to, uh, contort or con- contour rather your face with the makeup to resemble that person more because you know, uh, unless and, and you know, then when I did Lucy, I didn't have to really because I have very similar structure, I didn't have to do too much. But so I started with Marilyn and did the, the show there at Universal. And then I just wanted to keep working. you know I was raising a daughter by myself mm-hmm. and uh, but what better way is to play in a in a theme park and then so then I studied they needed a, a, a Mae West and so I did that and I studied that and so she was funny except I didn't like her very much. I didn't like portraying her uh, because she was she always thought dirty and it's it takes a toll on you to. To work eight hours a day and just think dirty. Like, wow! I, just, I didn't like it, you know. It's like, oh, everything had to be, you know, dirty, you know, thought and, you know, that type of thing. Oh, you know, and I, I, and you and you're here. You got to keep it family friendly. So I didn't like her, but and then when they opened a tribute uh, to Lucille Ball at the at the park, which was the museum there. Uh, that had, you know, her dresses and, you know, they did it up nicely, you know, with scripts and this and that. I thought, you know, my mom looks like Lucille Ball. I think if I tried, I would look, because I look like my mom. I think I would look like her and I think I could do her. And so I just started working on it on my own and surprised my, uh, my boss at the time. It just went and burst into, I I got a wig, you know i got a wig from um conan the barbarian was the, was the big show there at that time and so i got the hair guy to get me a a red sonia wig and so i made it into the red sonia i made it into her t- hairstyle and uh you know and i got a polka dot outfit on my own and, and uh, you know the lashes and the lips, and you know. And so I burst into my my uh, boss's office, and I said, "Oh, Mister Bales, you don't know how much I want to work here. Do you know that there's movie stars everywhere on every corner? Oh, please, please! I just saw, I just saw Clark Gable, and I need to work here, please." And so that was what kicked it off. And so I again, I just immersed myself and got a uh, you know the, uh, accolades uh, for doing that uh, at, at Universal. And then just slowly but surely got recognized by Little Lucy and uh, CBS, and uh, you know it just kind of took off from there.
1: Now you started uh, as the younger Lucy that we knew from right. the I Love Lucy. Uh, Genre, but you Ricardo, yeah, Lucy Ricardo, but you eventually grew into the older Lucy that we knew. I mean, the concept of that show, thanks for asking, was so brilliant. Uh, I just because, as I said in my introduction, she did these master classes, and I wanted to go and see her when she was at the Paley Center. One of the biggest regrets, I was not able to get there the day that she was there, and I will. Regret that the rest of my life, but you made up for that. So (laughs) no, the closest thing. I mean, I I said that about yourself. um, uh, Debbie Wallman, I don't know if you've seen her uh, as Judy Garland. I just saw her recently this summer. Amazing, really. Um, And I put you. I mean, I put her in that same category. There. It's one thing to walk out on stage and to evoke the persona of someone. But to sustain that for the entire time without letting it lag for a moment takes a genius. It truly does. And you succeeded with that. So number one, you have the idea of doing this show. Did you approach Lucy or did she approach you?
0: Um, I did approach Lucy. I mean, we we knew of each other and you know, spent time in the Lucy world, if you will, at the conventions and this and that. But when I started to develop uh, the older Lucy show, I did uh, reach out to her because, you know, she owns she and Desi Jr. together own the um, the image of her mother. So I wanted I wanted their blessing if I was going to try to venture out and actually, you know, do something with this. So I set up a, I, I rented a theater. I, 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 you know, did a little version of the show and just invited Lucy and Larry, uh, luck and Bill her husband. Um, and uh, you know, a few other uh, Lucy friends, if you will. Um, and, you know, she saw Something there. She she saw potential, uh, and helped me, you know, bring that to life. I didn't I didn't expect her to climb on board the way she did, but you know that was you know to my benefit. Uh, certainly didn't hurt. Uh, and then we worked together, you know, to uh, get that show up and running, as they say. Yeah.
1: So when she did come on board, and I know Lucy, she came on board. I mean, she. Uh, Pushed it. She got behind it 100%, um, which was a great asset. What did you learn about yourself from doing that show?
0: Well, um, I guess I learned, uh, first of all, that I was too emotional as a person. And I needed to get a, a grip on that, which I have. Because it, you can't be as emotional as I was, and you know, uh, be prepared to do something with this project. And so, uh, it, it held me back a little bit, both with her and and and, you know, just in general. Um, so I learned that about myself. What are
1: you about in terms of how you approached uh, the show. I,
0: I, in terms of maybe you know yes and being that i wanted it so badly and that everything was riding on it for me you know and uh and you know she had her own uh thoughts about it and you know sometimes that clashed with my dream of of what i wanted to do with it uh and you know, here she is producing it and directing it. And, uh, you know, so you can't, I can't really stand up for, you know, what I wanted to creatively too much, uh, because it was, it was her, her, you know, money and and time and sweat, you know, to do this with me. So, uh, I guess I learned that I just had to, uh, you know, go with that and, and not be emotional about it, which, you know, she'll tell you if you get her on the phone right now, she'll tell you, oh, my God, she was so emotional. You know, for <laughs> sure. So <laughs> well,
1: when I was performing as Carol, um, it was one thing when Carol was this icon that was out there. But when Carol and I became friends, the closer we got, the less I wanted to perform as her. Not mm-hmm. because of anything that she was doing, but because she was no longer that object that was out there. She was a real living human being. Yeah. So did, having, work, working with Lucy Arnaz, and this is her mom that you're portraying. Yeah. you have any bearing on you as well?
0: Uh, what do you mean, like? Uh, in
1: uh, I mean, did you, I mean, you're thinking, oh my God, this is her daughter. I mean, did it keep you in terms, I mean, were you guarded in terms of what you were doing with the character at that point, or did you feel the freedom just to run with it?
0: No, I was, I was secure in my ability uh, to bring her to life as an, in her later years. So that wasn't an issue so much. Um, It was, uh, it could, it was an issue at times with Lucy because it's her mom. And, you know, and she would say things like, my mom would never do that. Uh, and so then I, would, then I would have to adjust. But then also I felt like uh, Lucy, you know, has, and I think any daughter would have this problem, uh, had trouble seeing her as the fans and the audiences saw her mother, in my humble opinion. I feel like she wanted, uh, or she couldn't separate, you know, I know her as my mother. And what is, we have to be, that was her thing. That's what it was, is that she felt that she had to be true to how her mother was. And I wanted to do, I wanted to do that too, but I wanted to do it and reach out just a little beyond that to make it entertaining and what people want to see and think of as Lucille Ball, you know? So uh, that that was a struggle. That was a struggle. You have the structure,
1: obviously, of what you're doing with the show, but uh, how free were you able to go with what the audience brought to the evening? Uh, Because audiences are different. Uh, Mm The night that we saw you, Uh, And believe it or not, it was this time of year. It was uh, Halloween. It was around Halloween time, uh, I remember, because the pumpkins were decorating the theater. And uh, it was also a monsoon. It was pouring rain like it is here today, believe it or not. But it was a monsoon that night that we came to see the show. So the audience was a little bit more... I mean, there was even talk that the show may have even been canceled that night. I don't know if you remember this or not. I don't,
0: but... yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Because there was so... I mean, it was just... It was on the beach, and it was so rainy and so wet. Um, And it was a... I felt a subdued audience, which was of no... You know, had nothing to do with your performance. Uh, But audiences... Uh, and I know from my own experience uh, are different every night and you embodying the character, how much freedom do you have to go with what the audience is bringing with you?
0: Well, you know I think you need to keep up the energy and keep up uh, and be true to the performance no matter what the audience is feeling or you know you know uh, give, even if they're not giving you anything back which you know you're used to if you're being lucille uh ball you're used to getting something back because you know like uh, you want to hope that they're feeling that she's really there um however now that you bring up that topic uh we got booked in uh what they call what what do they call it richard the the Florida belt the Florida the condo
1: like, circuit. The, the condo, condo
0: circuit, yeah. Okay, so we got booked in the in the condo circuit, and uh so we did the first show because then you go, I, did you ever do that? The yeah. I did it, yes, yeah, and you go from you know condo theater, circuit to theater. To, yeah. yeah, theater to theater, and they canceled me after the first night because people were walking out and the and talk about an audience, and we're thinking what the heck, but it was because I was portraying an older Lucy doing, a, almost like doing a master class, sharing her story, sharing her experiences, share, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, you know, vitamin to Vegemin, although we did, you know, show vitamin to Vegemin as far as how that came to be, you know mm-hmm. that that routine and and so on and so forth, but it they wanted in that circuit. They wanted, hey boy, yeah, let's go, let's get a candy and, and and factory in here. And you know they just wanted Lucy Ricardo. And when it was a little bit on the serious side, talking about her love for Desi and you know that type of thing, and and the disappointment, and you know why couldn't it work, the marriage, and all of this type of thing. You know, they don't want that. They just went, oh, and left. So It is the
1: toughest audience, first of all, in the world. And when I did the condo Circuit, I, I, I did a song that Carol did on one of her albums. And the agent that booked me um, was waiting in the wings at the end of the show. And he said, why did you sing that song? She never sang that in the show. And I said, it's on one of the albums. He says, cut it from the show. I only want the song she sang on Broadway.
0: Oh, because they are
1: very particular with what they want there.
0: They just want familiar. They want, yeah. So they wanted I Love Lucy. That's what they wanted. And and to your point, you know, yeah. So anyway.
1: That, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. The audience,
0: that answers your questions about the audience, is that, you know, you can only do and, and, and be true to your performance uh, as far as you can and want to and try to. And then, you know. If they're not responding, they're not responding. But I think ultimately that's why the show stopped was because people didn't want to see the older, more serious Lucy because Lucille Ball even said, I'm not funny.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: you know, she says, I could, I, I, don't think funny, she would say. My writers write funny and I can do what they write. Uh, but, you know, but I felt, Suzanne fell in love with, how she was as an older person and how she would articulate and tell a story and had that low voice you know and uh, you know but still the wide eyes and and how she would reflect on you know on how that how much she loved that cuban you know and all that type of thing you know so then I mean, were they
1: open at the time to looking at the show through a different lens? Or uh, were you and Lucy, um, you know, um, adamant on keeping the show as you had created it?
0: I proposed to Lucy that we do something more uh, Lucy Ricardo-esque without doing Lucy Ricardo. Uh, You know, telling her story more... um, like that, you know, to 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 not disappoint the audiences that didn't want just, uh, you know, to see an older Lucy being kind of serious. Um, and, and, and Lucy thought about it for like three seconds. And, you know, and then she just kind of wanted to go on and do other things, which is fine. Uh, I did put together a show subsequently after that on my own. Uh, and performed it here and there, uh, called What Would Lucy Do? Mm -hmm. And so uh, it was all original material. So I felt that that would uh, be appealing to the audiences, seeing Lucy-esque routines that they never saw Lucille Ball do. But I can do it as Lucy, and, you know, it's a new experience for them. Um, and so I had fun doing that one, you know, and I, I would put like the sewing of the fingers in and, you know, into a pantomime and, you know, uh, and, you know, so, and then I did close act one with, uh, you know, her being in deep thought about in her dressing room about Desi. And so that seemed to work as well, cause it was only just that 15 minutes at the end of. You know, But then the rest was all, okay, let me show you this new routine. And then it's funny because people come up after the show to me and say, uh, oh, I remember when Lucy did that. And <laughs> I had to tell them, she never did that. I wrote it. You know?
1: <laughs> well, you know, Glenn charlotte brings up a very interesting point here. He says, even Lucy herself tried to keep acting like Lucy Ricardo in the last show, Life with Lucy. But unfortunately, that didn't work. I remember that show vividly. I I was on the road doing stock. Uh, We all got together to watch that show the night it aired. Uh, And I don't remember how many, Glenn will tell me, uh, how many shows it actually uh, ran. Um, And then, you know, even with Stone Pillow and the things that she did later in life, I remember seeing her on the Joan Rivers show talking about how sad it was that, those in Hollywood did not want her to go on. So I think that there are those, no matter how great you are with what you create, that want some, they want to create something else or they have their own vision of what something should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, true. True. true, true. Well said. Only seven shows aired. Um, so is Lucy in your rear view mirror or is there a chance of Lucy in the future?
0: She is in my rear view mirror. Uh, I'm, I'm much older and wider now. Uh, and, you know, I, I really worked really hard for those 25 years that I portrayed Lucy, you know, in different uh, venues and platforms. Um, and just kind of didn't want to do the... Uh, fighting with the licenses anymore and, you know, uh, because, you know, I would have to pay for every time I did a performance, you know, looking like Lucy or, you know, and that's why I wrote all that stuff is because I didn't want to pay CBS, you know, to do to Vegemins. So I wrote my something kind of similar that wasn't Vitamina Um, And, uh, but the, you know, the agents and the, I mean, I just, I kind of had it. I kind of had, a, I wasn't happy. Uh, and uh, just wanted well,
1: to a Similar trajectory. It's amazing. Um, how long has it been since the last time that you appeared as Lucy? I, I've, there's a reason I'm going to ask this question.
0: I did a show in 2016, and I think that was the last time.
1: Uh, for mm-hmm. me, the last time I appeared as Carol was 2011. Oh. Um, and uh, are there people who still think that that's, all that you do?
0: I probably, but now I have such a, a different life and I, I'm so happy and fulfilled. I, I work uh, for the Walt Disney company and uh, I'm really happy. Um, and so they, uh, most people don't know about the Lucy part of my life. You know, no. I mean, if they ask me, you know, what did you do before this? Well, I'll tell them, but, uh, I, I just really love having the job that I have now. I still am creative. I'm still writing. I I uh, run the uh, cast comedy players club. You know, for Disney, uh, which is uh, I lead that that club, which is just everyday employees for the walt disney company and we all were you know used to be performers and so we you know do comedy uh sketches and group numbers and you know funny things and so i enjoy that and so i still have my my toe in the water there and can you know i'm just so happy and then
1: I'm thrilled to hear that. I mean, because, you know, it's, it's been, you know, years since I've appeared as Carol. I've moved way on beyond that. But there's still those. How do you things. feel? Are
0: you, are you are you at that point of your life? I am
1: so, I mean, the idea of even doing it again, I just recently, I, I owned, I've been downsizing. I've given up. I just sold her actual costumes that I own that I held on to for so many years. I sold them. Uh, I am letting go of those photographs that I have of us. I will never get rid of, uh, yeah. but that aspect of my life is over and I'm mm-hmm. ready to move on. i I'm, I will talk about it. I will share those stories. Uh, and I hope someday to write a book about my experiences as yeah, well. Yeah, Me too. Me too. Because yeah. There are, uh, one of the, uh, I, and I'm glad that you and I are here. Um, the misconceptions or perceptions that people have about those of us who have taken on these personas. Um, When you are as good and as great as you are in a persona, uh, people don't see the hard work that goes into it a lot of time. Uh, That's frustrating to me, or it was at the time.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, It's hard work, it is hard work. It it, it really, it really is hard work, and uh, and I don't think I realized it until after I stopped performing how hard I was working. <laughs> was it easy to let go of it? Um, I think I. I don't know i I get let go. I let go of it little by little.
1: Um. Well, let me go back. What was the deciding factor? I mean, there comes a moment where you say, okay, it's time to move on. I know what it was for me.
0: Uh-huh. What was that moment for you? I think I, there wasn't like a moment where I go, that's it, I'm I'm retired. It probably because I had so much invested in it, both in uh, time, energy, and money, uh, that I didn't want to let go of it. Uh, and so I just... Kind of didn't do it, but held on to my status a little bit. But uh, and then when I just really started getting into working for Disney, that helped me get away from it. And I mean, you can see, like, if I take my camera, you can see my office. you know wait, let me see. If you know?
1: Uh, yeah. Oh wow. Oh, we lost. We lost you. Our camera will come back in a second, hopefully. Oh. Uh, hopefully she'll be back. That's what happens. <laughs> Lucy did that. <laughs> uh, hopefully she'll be back. Uh, well, you know, I'll I'll talk while I'm waiting for her to come back. Uh, Glenn says it. I mean, Glenn knows better than anyone. Um, there are still people who think that that's all that I can do. I don't know if you can hear me, Suzanne. Uh, sometimes it... Uh, you may need to just close out and click on the link again and then come back in. Uh, but we, um, it is live. Uh, we are live and, uh, we lost her. Uh, so, um, I hope that she comes back. Uh, uh, I can't leave because uh, here she is. Uh, there she is. you're back. Uh, I can hear you, but I can't see you.
0: Okay. I think I must, I just moved the stupid camera, so I don't know what, anyway. But that was just to show you that I haven't completely let go, and uh, let it go, let it go, now that I work for Disney. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what's going on with this camera, so I would have to sign out. Do, do Do you want me to sign out and come back in? What time is it?
1: um well we've we've got about uh ten minutes to go, so let's just keep going. I mean, we can still hear you and uh okay. so uh, I'm sorry, I can't see your beautiful face. um, I've got some wind down questions that I do to close up the show uh, but I'm,
0: i want hear I want to hear first, you said you know the definitive moment that you decided to leave it, uh, leave Carol behind. What was that?
1: You and I will talk off camera after. Oh. The show. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll give you a five minutes after the show is over and you and I will talk. So after the show, don't hang up. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to bring on um, this, uh, let's, I'm going to bring on this other screen here, uh, share screen. Uh, Let's do this. Uh, And we're going to do, here we are. Uh, And this is our giveaway word today. Cooperation. Right. So we've got a few people. That have signed on. So um, I want to ask you in this business, the word cooperation. It's all about collaboration. It's all there. You are. It's all about cooperation. Um, so what does that word mean to you?
0: Cooperation. The word, I guess, means for me um, the ability to. Uh, be able to get along and uh, with other artists and people and to uh, be collaborative and understanding and work uh, closely with respect and truth. That's what comes to mind.
1: And uh, so I've got some uh, questions. These are just random questions that I'm gonna ask you. Um, when you pass on, what do you wanna be remembered for?
0: Well, I've already told my daughter, at my funeral, do not play the I Love Lucy theme.
1: (laughs) Everybody, I want to tell you, um, this is the honest truth, and uh, 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 Suzanne will uh, verify this. I listen to music on a mix, and I asked Suzanne before the show, who would you like to listen to? And she said, you pick. So I asked my device to just play uh, my music, and the "I Love Lucy" theme came on.
0: Yeah, that right. was
1: it. That came was on. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So I said, "Lucy's with us tonight." So anyway, <laughs> God going love her. Yeah.
0: This. And you're going to you're going to Africa with Lucy Arnaz? Yes, we're
1: going Arnaz on an African Lucy. safari. Yes.
0: Is Larry going or what?
1: I don't know that Larry is going. Um, this is wow. part of a, an excursion. Uh, I'm getting cold feet as I'm getting closer. Uh, actually, the idea of two long uh, airplane rides makes me uh, crazy. So uh, uh, so I don't know. So uh, finish the statement. Every day I will become more fill in the blank.
0: Every day I will become more loving and... Um, the word chipper came to mind because I enjoy being happy and spreading my sunshine, if you will. Uh, And so every time, every morning when I wake up, I think I'm just going to embrace the day and the people around me. Um, And so I try to do that more and more every day.
1: I love that. That's great. (laughs) Now I have this, uh, Pack. It, it, I got these cards. It's called Best Self Persuasion Deck. I love this. Oh. And the card I took tonight is called The Four Second Stare. And I'm just going to read this card, and then we'll go with it. Okay. Uh, and I can't see you, so this is going to be difficult. Keep eye contact for four seconds. The optimal length of eye contact for persuasion is four seconds. Anything less may be perceived as weak, and anything above feels creepy. Oh, uh, you have spent a lifetime in this business in front of uh casting directors, agents, managers, audiences. What is your method when you walk in front of an audience into a room of making eye contact with the people in the room? First thing,
0: let's see, what is my method? My method, I think, would be to make eye contact, to smile, be friendly. Uh, I don't know that I do it longer than four seconds, but my my motivation is that uh, everyone is a child of God, and whether you're, uh, you know, cleaning the office or you know, in the office building. Or you know, you're running running Disney Studios. You deserve uh, a smile and a hello, and uh, you know that's that's what I do when I meet people.
1: <laughs> Excuse me, I can't believe you said that because I say that all the time. Absolutely, um, every single person on this mm-hmm. planet deserves to be acknowledged.
0: Yes, that's yes. all.
1: Uh, everybody's seeking the same thing. Acknowledgement. When people are angry, when people are having a bad day, they just want to be acknowledged. That's it. That's it. Um, So I am
0: not real crazy about the guy who lives uh, underneath my uh, my condo here. So I I I probably wouldn't give him a smile because I don't like him. But that's another story. (laughs) (laughs) Is it cinema?
1: Uh, Send him flowers. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to, and this is going to be my last, uh, I mean, with everything in this business, um, how do you create boundaries? Or how did you create boundaries? Uh, How do you create boundaries in this business?
0: I don't think I did. I think that was part of the problem is that um, I should have learned how to do that. And so, you know, people took advantage and people, uh, you know, hurt me and people, you know, I, I, had I set boundaries and was more in tune to uh, Suzanne than my performance, I I probably would have done better, to be honest with you.
1: Well, I'm glad you didn't uh, place a boundary on me tonight and that you're here oh
0: Um, no you've always been one of my favorites and and i've seen you perform and you know you're well respected in that community and and world and for what you your body of work so thank you so
1: much so i am going to give away a uh, cd package tonight so the word is cooperation hashtag cooperation uh but before i uh click on this um, and we talked about this on yesterday's show. um I begin every day uh, I have a morning playlist that I play every morning, and on my playlist, I play believe it or not Broadway overtures. um what is your favorite overture?
0: uh probably Pippin
1: that's not on my that's not on there, so I'm gonna add it for tomorrow morning so I, uh, yeah, I, I like, like, I like I pippin. pippin every. Time. Um,
0: Mhm.
1: So here we go. Uh cooperation is the word of the night. Thank you all for being here tonight. Uh and uh, let's see who our giveaway is tonight. Uh and Glenn charlotte Oh,
0: is that legal? Is that legal?
1: <laughs> it's legal. It's legal. Okay. It's legal. <laughs> I'm getting rid of some CDs, so uh, uh he will be calling me later tonight anyway and he gets to pick the ones that he wants that he doesn't have. So that way you won't be getting any uh, 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 copies of what you don't uh, already have. So thank you, Glenn. And Glenn, thank you for uh, reaching out to Suzanne and making this happen tonight. So Suzanne, I'm gonna say a few words and then I'm gonna give you the final word tonight. Uh, But after we're finished, don't hang up because I wanna speak with you for a few minutes. Okay. So everybody, thank you for being here tonight. Cooperation is the word of the day. Uh, Cooperate or try to cooperate with everyone you come in contact with if possible. Uh, I end every show by telling everyone to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. I have set my ground rules for the month of October, and they are as follows. I'm only going to go through those doors that are opened, and the doors that are closed, I'm going to pass them by. Um, no is not an option for me. So I want you all to think in the same terms. Uh, we can all make major changes in the world. If we think positively and we lift each other up, And we celebrate each other. And that's what this show is about. So as I end every show, I'd like you all tonight, after tonight's show, is to go to your Facebook friends list and reach out to the eighth name that pops up on your list and reach out with a phone call. Not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, a phone call. And let that person know what they mean to you. As my dear friend Sean Moniker always says, We're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. And you never know what someone else is going through at this time. So reach out. But as I always say, if you're going to go out in a boat, make sure that you bring a skipper along. So, (laughs) Suzanne, I'm going to give you the final word tonight. Anything you want to say about anything that we talked about tonight that you want to build upon, anything that we didn't talk about that you wish we had, or just any final message you want to leave everyone with tonight. Uh, and again, thank you for the gifts that you've given to the world and that you will continue to give. And I can't wait to hear all about that beautiful granddaughter of yours. Uh-huh, uh, yes. So It's all yours. Thank you.
0: Well, I think I would say that uh, I learned more about you tonight, Richard, and uh, that you're you're a really good interviewer, and but you make... Made uh, made me comfortable, which I'm sure you do with all the guests. And you, you thought out the questions, and and it was fun. I mean, you got me thinking. Uh, you know, it was very thought provoking. You know, about things I haven't thought about in a while. So, um, I guess I would leave your audience with, you know, if you're not happy, or not completely happy, or working too hard and not getting the rewards maybe expand and do something different until you can say you are truly happy as i am now uh i think that's my biggest lesson and um and wish it for anyone listening and wish it for uh, you know anyone not listening so uh i'll leave you with that how's that